In episode 14 of So Say We Travel, the podcast, we will discuss the not-so-glamorous side of RV life, including privacy, or the lack thereof, never-ending repairs, and the infamous black tank. Despite all the things that we talk about today, it's important to know that we truly believe that for every con, there are five pros, and we wouldn't trade this lifestyle for anything. Welcome aboard to So Say We Travel. Hi, I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Charlie. And we are So Say We Travel. And this will be episode 14 of our podcast. And I'd like to start off every single episode by kind of talking about why we got into doing these mm-hmm. in the first place. Uh, personally, for me, I believe that experience is interchangeable with knowledge. And so hopefully by sharing our experience with you, we're going to share some knowledge with you yes. of our journey mm-hmm. from going from sticks and bricks to full-time RV life. Mm-hmm. And then also our experience as being new full-time RVers. Um, and kind of that journey, what that's been like. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different things you could do with this information. You either could see, I definitely want to do that. Yes. Or you could be, I definitely don't want to do that. Yes. And that's the goal. We're hoping to share our experiences and mm-hmm. our knowledge with you. And hopefully you will commensurate with us, learn from our mistakes, mm-hmm. celebrate our victories, yep. um, all sorts of things. And hopefully. again, also one of the big things you want to do is establish a community. Yes. Right. We want to mm-hmm. introduce dialogue start conversations mm-hmm. we are more than willing and would love for you to share your experiences and your mm-hmm. knowledge with yes. us hopefully make our lives out here on the road a little bit easier a little yes. bit more streamlined <laughs> but again just know that you've got another fellow full-timer out yes. there to commensurate with mm-hmm. uh, to celebrate your triumphs and encourage you through the trials <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um two weeks has gone by since our last episode mm-hmm. and we've had quite a few great things happen yeah um, but we're going to mention two in particular for our update this time. Mm-hmm. As we said last time that we were finally getting back to somewhat of a travel schedule. Yeah. And one of the first trips that we had booked was to, not too far from here, but a little quiet town yeah. in Lano, mm-hmm. Texas. Yes. Um, to spend some time with some really good friends of ours, some yes. dear friends, uh, Vincent Van Gogh's Graham, Matt and Tina. Uh, they had celebrated their wedding. They mm-hmm. went in and tied the knot. Um, I had the honor and the privilege to be a part of the wedding. It was absolutely beautiful, it was. beautiful yeah. ceremony. Mm-hmm. They seeing the family come together, the two different families come together. Um, Weddings are always good, you know. Yeah, like a good experience because you're right. It's bringing two families that come together. So I mean, weddings are always, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> always then, a good time. <laughs> and then they were really such good friends of ours. We yes. camped with them on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. I uh, went to. University of Texas at Austin mm-hmm. with Matt. Um, we kind of commensurated in that experience together. We've both been teachers for the past seven years. Yeah. You know, so we were really, really close. And then I love to see good things happen to good people. Yeah. And they are good people and they're good for each other. And mm-hmm. then being able to tie the knot was absolutely phenomenal. So congratulations to Matt and Tina. Yes. Uh, we wish them all the best in many, many wonderful years together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And hopefully be travel buddies with them. Yes. Too. Yes. <laughs> they, they have their van, but they also bought a trailer yes. now too. And so yes. they're going to pull the trailer trailer with the van yes. and, and start doing a little bit more traveling so hopefully we can do some traveling together yeah fun. so Vinny was pretty self-sustained mm-hmm. as it was Vinny's their van and we did a they let us do a tour of Vinny in a previous episode yes. go check it out it's so cool yes. or go check out the images on at Vincent Van Gostagram mm-hmm. um, you can see kind of their work and how they converted Vinny from this rundown I think it was a painter's painter's van, van. and they renovated it into a, a living space yeah it's absolutely cool mm-hmm. and he's kind of tricked it out it's it's absolutely beautiful ride yeah. um so if you're interested in that go check it out but also use their self-esteem but they added a trailer onto it it's mm-hmm. a it's a 350 you know passenger van they can yeah. tow yeah. a trailer with no issues yeah and i think it's a little small one too i think yeah. they said it was like 15 or 16 yeah feet, so, so i'm really really happy to do some camping with them and traveling Definitely. with them but we did travel to lano yes we took everything to lano yeah so uh, we mentioned this before especially when we went to Kerrville, it was our first trip mm-hmm. um, as full-time RVers. Mm-hmm. And it was just a remarkably, di- remarkably different experience when you don't have to pack a bag. Right. You know, you just hook up your yeah. home, you take it to a location, everything you need is there, mm-hmm. you know, and this was no different. Yep. But there was that was a beautiful thing. It was awesome. It was really great. Mm-hmm. Kind of why we got into this lifestyle anyway. Get yeah. to an experience again was really, really great. But we ended up at a very, very beautiful spot. Where mm-hmm. where did we go? Yeah, we stayed at Riverway RV Park in, in Lano. Um, and it was actually, it's right on the river. Mm-hmm. Um, the, one of the features of, of Lano is is the river. <laughs> um, so they, um, we didn't ask for the spot, but we actually got a spot like right in front of the river. Um, so that was a nice little surprise. 
so it was right there on the river. So it was really cool. Um, we were parked there for two days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we stayed there. We went to the wedding one day. And then the next day we did like some stuff around uh, Lano. So it, it's a cute little town. I mean, there's not a whole lot to do, but it's it's a, it's a little small town. But it was a lot of fun. And the, the RV park that we stayed at was was pretty nice. I was blown away by the amenities. Mm-hmm. It this... did have so many amenities mm-hmm. just for, and it was really inexpensive too. I mean, granted, it's it's way out of the way, right? It's not near any major highways or anything like that because it's a small town. Um, but they had like a little um, clubhouse that had puzzles and games. There was an entire kitchen in there. Um, and then you had farm fresh eggs. I'm assuming the people that own the park um, are right next to it because I saw like a little farm over there. So I'm pretty sure that it, you know, they own the, the RV park. So they have eggs and it's an honor system, which you don't see very much these so days. Cool. You know, so cool. you just put your money in the little box and you take, you know, the eggs and they ask that you just return the egg cartons if you have them. Um, what else was there? There was a playground, um, and then there was a nice little swing set that was right in front of the river. Mm-hmm. Like Maddie would go down there and swing on the swings and like look over the river. Um, they had a little then, a little path, a little trail that ran went down by the river. Mm-hmm. Wasn't anything too established, but it was really nice. It had big trees, lots of shade. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, like you said, we didn't ask for the spot being right on the water, mm-hmm. but and then the way that the sun kind of just went, goes across the park, all of the shade was in front of the Galactica. Oh yeah. So the front side was always shaded. We just set up our chairs mm-hmm. right in front. Perfect view. Sat out there pretty much all day. It was and so we were in shade wonderful. The whole time. Yeah, so wonderful. Then a storm did come through that night, but mm-hmm. the all of the spots were had nice gravel down. Mm-hmm. They had nice concrete slides to let you know where the right the where you're supposed to park the vehicle. They had kind of paved, semi-paved gravel areas for you to park your car, but then had little nice grass patches. Mm-hmm. Some had like a concrete slab patio. Others didn't. Ours didn't, but we really right. didn't need it. Right. Um, it is really, really nice. Very well kept uh, yes, RV park. And again, it's out of the way, mm-hmm. inexpensive with tons of amenities. Yeah. And it was just really, really great. We had some deer kind of came through mm-hmm. both mornings. They were just yeah. walking along. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's it's the, the RV park and then there's like this bank and then there's the river. So on the bank right there, the deer would come up every morning I'm pretty sure somebody threw out some corn that's why they were so close the day we were packing up leaving because mm-hmm. somebody had thrown some corn out there um so they were coming up and i mean they were a little shy but i mean we were outside like walking around and they were still like not mm-hmm. you know running off so it was really cool yeah <laughs> and the neighbors to the left and right we pulled in and automatically just very very neighborly yep. i'm assuming they're kind of full-time they mm-hmm. don't you know they could be there for months versus but that they had been there a lot longer than we have mm-hmm. and, and they were just so welcoming yeah it wasn't a like be stranger yeah you know, like mm-hmm. so so good it just was. why you do this yes why you do this mm-hmm. it was just perfectly encapsulated in a two to three yep. day trip it was mm-hmm. so great um but it was all a lot more enjoyable because mm-hmm. it wasn't as hot yes we finally 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 gotten a break in the heat here mm-hmm. um we got some storms some a cold front blown through and yeah. we're, we're looking at some 70 degree days it's very nice yes we are actually recording this podcast <laughs> it's, it's the middle of the day it's like one o'clock <laughs> this was not be possible yeah. at all yeah two weeks ago yeah so it's definitely nice to have a, a temperature change yes for sure so that that weekend was absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. the weekends have been beautiful since then um get to get outside literally spending the entire day outside and that is why we kind of got into this Mm -hmm. this is around the same time that we actually started doing Mm -hmm. the thing last year yeah and so he's like man we got to deal with texas weather before we can get on the road and go to places where it's like this all the time yeah you know and so it's finally good to be back in Mm -hmm. where we started and enjoying the 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 full uh deal of galactica and camping and full-time rv life Mm -hmm. probably where we first got it um but just mentioning the weather alone, you see there is a duality yes. to this. Mm-hmm. There's really, really great days, like right now, yeah. and there's really, really hot days or really, yeah. really stormy days. Huge things you have to consider. Yes. There's a flip side to a lot of the things that you experience with this life. There's yes. pros and there's cons. Right. And that's really what we want to talk about today. Yes. And like Charlie mentioned in the intro, this is in no way whatsoever to deter anyone right. to say that we have regrets. Um, I know you've seen it quite yes. a bit in the social media yes, groups. Like, I have. And that's one of the reasons we want to talk about it today, too. Yeah. Um, just because people will get into this lifestyle not knowing all the stuff that comes along with it. And so they immediately regret it. Um, and they've sold their house, like they sold everything and they're like 
moving into this thing for the first time mm-hmm. and then they spend a few months in it and they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. You know? So we're just putting information out there so that you get the full spectrum of it. You know, we, we glamorize it a lot, you know, in every single podcast, we talk about how awesome mm-hmm. everything is and it is, it truly is awesome, but there are some cons and those are important things to consider if you're, you know, considering this lifestyle. Definitely. We, and in our first episodes, we talked about it a, quite a bit. We haven't mentioned it as much lately, but this pursuit of minimalism, mm-hmm. it's all about balancing comfort and freedom, right? Right, And with the freedom that you get with mm-hmm. this lifestyle, you sacrifice a lot in comfort. Right. And that's a lot where the, the cons come in. Mm-hmm. And so people don't realize that, you know, they're in the honeymoon phase right. and they ignore all those discomforts mm-hmm. or they haven't presented with a situation that mm-hmm. pushes them into that area of being uncomfortable. Yeah. But the more time you spend in it, you will experience those, those, it's going to happen. It will. It's Mm going to happen. And so then more and more, those discomforts are made apparent and they didn't, if they didn't consider it Mm -hmm. beforehand, there's regret, right? there's tension, there's, Or maybe they didn't consider it, but didn't really think about it, you know, like put all the thought into it. Yeah. Or just didn't, didn't hear it. Right. Right. So I, that's kind of the point why we're doing this Mm -hmm. is like, hopefully someone will hear us and, and will hear our experience, hopefully hear our knowledge and be like, that's something I didn't consider before. Right. You know, this is something I need to think about right. when making this decision or just I can plan for it. Mm-hmm. This could potentially happen. You know, like I could mentally prepare myself mm-hmm. for it. Um, so that was a pretty long intro to just say that we're going to be covering <laughs> pros and cons right. uh, and, and share kind of the difficulties, mm-hmm. the the realities. That's really how I want to put it. Yeah. Difficulty is a reality in every aspect of life, and full-time RVing is no exception. Um, So the first one we're going to talk about is, again, we went from 2,500 square feet house Mm -hmm. to 250 square feet RV. Yes. The the walls are paper thin. Mm -hmm. The space is extremely, extremely tight. Mm -hmm. Pretty much every space is a shared space in one way, shape, or form, except for Peyton's bunk. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's kind of shared because she does have to share it close yeah like and the, yeah, the yeah 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 and, and there's there's so. a pretty much only dividing is a curtain there's no right. door right? right and even if there was a door it would still be paper thin mm-hmm. to where volume things are kind of invading the space right yeah. so there is very little privacy yes um that's just something you have to take into account when mm-hmm. you go there's just not enough space to go anywhere to have, do anything private yes um some people that's an issue mm-hmm. if that's an issue for you that is something you should really really consider because that is the I would say the most invasive mm-hmm. thing of all things we're going to talk about today, the most invasive thing that could possibly affect you on a personal level, that could be a deal breaker, yeah. is that just know that when you move into these smaller spaces, these shared spaces, you have very little to no privacy. Yes. There is a bathroom, but again, the walls are paper thin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that much space. You can't spend time in there and be comfortable. You're not going right. to want to stay in there and be comfortable. Right. But again, the walls are paper thin. So when you're doing things in there, you can hear mm-hmm. everything yeah. if you're anywhere nearby. And again, it's shared too. So you can't spend a lot of time in there because very good point. everybody needs to be in there at some point. Very good point. Yeah. Especially be... in the mornings when you guys are getting ready mm-hmm. for, for work and for school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So you have to consider that as well. You have to be efficient in there with your mm-hmm. time you have to be efficient with the water you have to be efficient with how you use that you know all these things like yeah. it's just and it's simply because you're in such close proximity with everyone right. else mm-hmm. it's a shared space very little privacy mm-hmm. um just gonna don't want to be presenting problems without presenting solutions we mentioned this in one of our previous episodes is peyton wants to do her makeup um takes her a lot longer to do it than it takes you to do yours yeah. uh so what we did is we got her a little mirror vanity mm-hmm. mirror to put inside yeah, of her so bunk. she has her little set up when she can get ready in the mornings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So this seems like a no-brainer, but again, if you didn't consider it was a it was a pretty straightforward solution to a pretty big problem that yeah. we had. So just putting that out there. Yeah, and we make do. I mean, it's fine. You know, we have one bathroom. I know some RVs have like t- you have two bathrooms in mm-hmm. them. Um and if that's something really important to you, then that's something to consider, but it wasn't that important to us. Mm-hmm. Um so the, just the one bathroom is is fine. It it works. And there's bathhouses down the road, you know, you can walk down there if we really need to. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Exactly. And um, so then with the fact that it's, again, a shared space, alone time yes. is really, really hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Alone time, individually alone time. Yes. And alone time, alone time for us from separate from the children. Yes. Um, some people, that is a big deal. Yes. The alone time, individual alone mm-hmm. time. Like they need that space. I mentioned this in the last episode mm-hmm. where my 
people ask me, what do you do when you want to get away from everyone? I say, well, I, we're, we don't we feel that. Don't, yeah. we, we're mm-hmm. not, we don't feel that need. So that's right. not an issue for us. But I could see where it could be an issue for mm-hmm. people. This could potentially be a deal breaker. You, I mean, I've heard other people mention that. Like they need it to get away from their spouse or significant other for, mm-hmm. for whatever time frame that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that can be an issue because there is nowhere. I mean, granted, you could be inside, one could be outside. Mm-hmm. You know, that is a way to kind of co- overcome that. But there is no like separate space to go to. Yep. And we're going to talk about that actually in another kind of reality later mm-hmm. is the weather dictates everything. Yeah. So if it's raining outside, mm-hmm. you, you need, you need that you, you like, you mm-hmm. got, you got to figure it out. Yeah. You will have to deal with the fact that you can't go yes. anywhere. Yes. Um, but then, uh, alone time, alone time, you know, right. we are a couple, you know, mm-hmm. we are a romantic couple, mm-hmm. you know, we are very, very passionate and love one another. And all of that implies, um, but we have kids, you know, mm-hmm. and just like finding that alone time, uh, we've been really strategic with how we yes. <laughs> scheduled <laughs> um, Maddie's co-op days mm-hmm. uh, and You're the days the that I'm taking <laughs> off this year. So it's kind of building in that time to mm-hmm. kind of be alone. And then um, as moving forward, when we go on the road again, I we had we had a tent when we went from sticks and bricks to moving into the RV. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get rid of that. You know, at some point, like we're going to be like, OK, we're kicking kids out of the RV. You know, we're kicking kids out of the RV or we can go in the tent. or we can go on the tent. <laughs> I, you know, it's just it's like planning for that, yes. you know, and, and making sure that we are being intentional about maintaining that alone time. It's very, very important to you. If if you feel that having to work to make that happen mm-hmm. is a, is a stressor, yes. put strain on your relationship then that's something to consider. Yeah, it it's is. not going to come easy. You're going to mm-hmm. have to be intentional. You have to design the time. You have to plan the time. Mm-hmm. You're going to facilitate the time to be alone yes. um, in, in the RV. Yeah. And not only that, I mean, you have to like your significant other. <laughs> you have to like your spouse. Um, this isn't a way to fix your marriage or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I have seen people suggest that like, mm-hmm. oh, let's do this so that, you know, we can become closer as a couple. And no, I, I, I don't recommend that at all. Um, you need to already have that closeness. You need to already be in that, that, um, that, um, what's the word? You need to already have that kind of relationship. Mindset. With yeah. Yeah, so, you, yeah. With mindset. Exactly. With your significant other, because there's added strain and stress and everything to mm-hmm. this lifestyle, which we're going to talk about a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, later in the video. So I just, I don't think it's a good idea if you, if you think doing this is, is a way to fix a marriage, mm-hmm. um, because it, I think it'll just add to it. Certainly. And it's, it's not, it's mindset. What you said, we're not, it's moving into the RV is not the solution. Right. However, the mindset that you have to have to make a relationship happen in here Mm -hmm. will certainly help you build a stronger relationship. Yes. You know, like Mm -hmm. you can't escape. Right. You know, I can't get away. Mm -hmm. So when there's something that's kind of an issue, if it's, first of all, you get really, really um, good at discerning what is worth arguing about and what isn't. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like sometimes we argue just to argue. People Mm -hmm. argue just to argue. You know, like they, they want to lash out. They want to vent. They want to get that out of there. Like, I get that, you know, but when getting hooked up and leaving at a certain time, mm-hmm. staying on a deadline, being in the, you know, making sure that this machine of living in this RV works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to be like, is this really something that I'm upset about? Is this worth fighting over? Right. And that's a mindset. It I is, think when yeah. you're like, nope, it's not worth it. Right. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, cause it will throw just a wrench in the kink and everything that makes this thing go. Mm-hmm. And so that's yeah. something that will definitely make you a better relationship, a stronger relationship. So I'm not saying that this living in the RV will not fix your relationship, but the things and the mindset and the behaviors that you have to develop in order the communication, mm-hmm. things like that will right. make your relationship stronger. Yes. Um, that was a little bit of a rant, but again, <laughs> realities, the privacy and the closeness, something you need to consider. Yes. Then we're going to go ahead and just talk about the big, <laughs> the big uh, elephant in yeah. the room. We're going to just jump right into this because this is, again, dear, I'm going with deal breakers. Things that like, if you're like, no, I can't vibe with that. Right. This is not a life for you. Yes. Right. Um, it's a reality. Mm-hmm. Closeness is a reality. The black tank is a reality. Yes. There's no other way around it. You are dealing with waste. You're dealing with your waste. Um, and you have to be responsible. Not only yours, but your entire family. Your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your you entire gotta, family. You got to be responsible. Right. Like, like, and there's, I've heard horror stories, mm-hmm. uh, and this, 
I would love to be a camp host. That idea sounds so cool to me. But I've heard horror stories from camp hosts saying just people are so inconsiderate yeah. and so irresponsible with this thing that is extremely, extremely deadly, mm-hmm. like potentially deadly right. and just disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the, if you don't handle it properly, irresponsible with it, it could have really dire consequences. Yeah. Um, so it is a big responsibility. Yeah. It is a reality of living in the RV. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you just have to be responsible and you can have all the equipment, the bells and whistles. Really, not that it makes your it makes things easier, but it is the most responsible and safest way to ha- handle it. Mm-hmm. Having the right hookups, right. having the right hoses, elbows, yes. flushes. Yes, yeah, so I definitely that recommend stuff. doing the research and figuring out what works. Yes, um, and because people will come into it and just be like, "Oh, they they just go and then they empty it and that, that's it." Well, no, it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. You know, you do have to have treatments and stuff in it you do have to have the right hoses and stuff Mm -hmm. like that so definitely do your research to figure out you know how to take care of this tank because if you don't it could be a huge problem and that's really the kind of the the it is a reality Mm -hmm. and if you have all the building all the ducks in the row everything works great until it doesn't doesn't. and that's kind of the reality right so the reality side of it because there could be time like we went a whole almost a year and some change Mm -hmm. like using everything properly before we ever encountered any issues with the emptying, dumping, the black tank issue. And it wasn't even a me thing. It's just in, in Lano, when I put the elbow in, I normally screw it in and it comes out just fine. But when we were in Lano, when I go to take the elbow off, the whole sewer hookup, the yeah. thing was turning and I couldn't get my elbow out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so me not wanting to give up the elbow and really I just didn't want to inconvenience the campsite or anybody coming after me. My first thought, easily first thought could have been just, I'll just leave it. Don't yeah. want to deal with it because I don't want to touch it. Ew, I don't want to touch it, right? Yeah. But I was like, no, I don't want to incon- I want to keep my elbow. I don't want to inconvenience the campsite. Also don't inconvenience anyone coming after me. I'm going to mm-hmm. try and deal with this. And so me in the process of dealing with it, things got a little gross. Yeah. You know, like, and that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, like, you wash your hands, put some hand sanitizer and cross fingers that you didn't get anything <laughs> crazy, right? That Like, if that is something that you're like, no, yeah. I do not ever want to be put in that position, that's not for me. Again, that is a reality, something mm-hmm. to consider that you will have to deal with. Um, and you put a, have a point in particular that you want to mention with this. Oh, uh, well, I just, I, I think that everybody should know how to empty the black tank. Um, I don't think that it's right that ha- to all the responsibility to fall on, you know, you. Um, so, and I think the reason you did it for like, a year or mm-hmm. something right just because you just took care of everything on the outside yeah that's, that's pretty much how we did it yeah exactly. you know and i took care of everything on the inside um but what happened is you were actually at work one day and the, the gray tank was overflowing into the tub and i was mm. like oh i gotta empty these so i was just like well, i'll just go do it you know like and i, I kind, of, kind of already knew how to do it but i'd never actually done it because you had done everything mm-hmm. um so i just went out there and did it um so my point is like everybody should know how to empty the tanks um because if you're you know or anybody in this situation if the, the person who usually does it is not there and the tanks need to be emptied then you should know how to do it um just learn how to do it i i, I just recommend that for ladies you know learn how to do it just just do it um it's important to know um because again if it's overflowing or something like that it needs to be emptied um and then again the, i don't think that the responsibility should all fall on you so yeah um just figuring out how to do it is important in, but, uh, in my opinion and actually and it's not like we had like you know, like it's, it's a man's job or anything like that. The way that we really broke it up is like when we were breaking things down, just kind of the habit that we got into mm-hmm. when we first started is I was out there packing up the campsite, all the outside stuff I was taking care of. And with that was unhooking and dumping mm-hmm. and everything. It's not like I was like, well, that's a man's job. I need to do it. And yeah. you're like, that's a man's job. I don't have to do it. <laughs> you know, it was just, that's kind of the way it worked right. out. Um, it could have very well been the other way around. Right. You know, like uh, it's when she's inside though, she's dealing with, packing away the kitchen and she cooks so where she wants everything you know that's she has priority you know like like so it kind of just happened that way Mm -hmm. um but you brought up a very good point just that was kind of the one thing that i was really really worried about and i watched multiple movies from uh, movies videos from a bunch of different people Mm -hmm. to kind of just figure out what's the best way to do this um and you really don't know how to do it until you do it yes um, one of the things is the, the sensors, <laughs> they don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but I mean, we've had it, they, they worked for a little while, but I think up until recently, I guess when we started using it 
more often, mm. the sensors don't work anymore. It, they always say the tanks are full. Always, mm-hmm. we we could empty them and the tank it says the tanks are full. So don't rely on the sensors yes. ever. Um, just know your tanks. Know how big your tanks are. What how many gallons you can fit in your tank, and then just know your regular usage. I just recommend that to the fullest, if, especially if you're living in it full time. If you're part time, it's not a big much of an issue. But if you're full time. Just know your water usage and know how much usage that you're putting into it and just know your tanks. Mm -hmm. That way you know when they need to be emptied. Um, And then for the black tank especially, it's important to to use the right chemicals in it so that everything's breaking up and you don't want... um, What's called a no <laughs> tower. We'll cover that in another the, video. In the tank. Um, You're trying to yes. so you just you just don't want those things to happen. So it's just important to know all of the stuff that you need to make it work and make it function. That was a little bit of a rant as well, but every single word of it is true, and it is a reality of living in this thing. Yes. It is the the other side of the coin, yes. right? If you are going to the freedom to take and have a bathroom with you wherever you go. You're going to have to deal with everything that is a product of that bathroom. Yes. So that's the, the other side of it. With that freedom, mm-hmm. that discomfort or yeah. that responsibility, right? right? Um, so just a reality consider with the black tank. And again, I the reason we covered, again, the privacy and the black tank, because I know some people, they're just like, nope, mm-hmm. those are deal breakers. Yeah. Like, I cannot. I cannot. Right. You know, so just want to put that out there out front first and foremost. Yes. Um, this one is kind of a big deal, but not really a deal breaker because mm-hmm. you don't have to do it. You could always, which will actually lead into another one of our realities to, to consider. You could always have someone else do it for you. Right. Um, that's constantly, constantly repairing and fixing something. Mm-hmm. We mentioned it in another episode about how that's why the warranty programs for these RVs are so robust is because they can't actually take these out and do the quality control testing and yeah. uh fixing and mm-hmm. fixing all the bugs working out all the kinks repairing all the stuff right mm-hmm. they can't say they can't drive it for x amount of miles and then fix the problem right. before they sell it to you right so pretty much all of the quality control is happening in the first year that you have it right you get that thing on the road starts shaking around all the stuff starts moving and wiggling mm-hmm. right from it rolled off the factory you hooked it up took it on the road the first time stuff starts happening, mm-hmm. you are going to be the one to deal with it. Yep. Um, again, certain, depending on what you buy, something to consider is um, that we found out when we were shopping is if you have the wood frames with the aluminum siding, mm-hmm. there's much more pieces involved to putting it together. Right. And our salesman told us that depending on what you're doing, that may not be a problem. If yeah. you're just taking out on weekend trips, mm-hmm. you're going back and forth to the lake and back, you're not driving it that much. Right. It will last you a pretty long time because mm-hmm. it's not shaking as much. If you're full-timing on one of those and you're always on the road and always going, it's going to be falling right. apart pretty quickly, pretty regularly because mm-hmm. there's just much more pieces involved, which is why we went with the Galactica where it's the uh, fiberglass right. and wood where there's less pieces put to, to put together. Mm-hmm. And so there's less things shaking, right? right mm-hmm. And less things falling apart. So it lasts a lot longer right. when you're full-timing on the road. So mm-hmm. something to consider. Um you need to be handy. Yes. You need. I, I, how many things have I, I've repaired so many things already mm-hmm. just in the first year. Um, we've had to pay someone to repair something for us in the first year. Right. Pretty, pretty big deal. Um, we didn't winterize properly. We had a crack in our water heater tank. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be another con- uh, reality that we'll talk about later uh, where we had to pay a good bit of money to mm-hmm. get that fixed because we wanted hot water. It's important. Yeah. Especially when you're in, you're in colder climates, things like right. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just the maintenance of it again if if you have a unlimited budget and you can always hire someone to come out and fix it for you great but you're not always going to be in a space yeah. where someone is mobile and come and fix it for you you have exactly. to take it into an rv park and with the boom right now mm-hmm. we're looking at easily months yeah turnaround on you have to take it in they drop have to fix off. it, drop yeah. it off, things like that. And then you have to find somewhere to go, right? Because if you're living in this full time mm-hmm. and you drop it off for repairs, yes. you have to worry about hotel costs and things like that. So so being uh, really handy or using YouTube, mm-hmm. looking out there and looking at repairs, things people have done. A lot of times the stuff, same same stuff happens yeah. to a lot of different rigs. So you can find videos out there and if you can mm-hmm. follow instructions via YouTube video. Uh, you can... You yeah. can fix it yourself. Most and things. again, a, a huge mindset. Again, we're going to come back to just because things are going to happen. You could have a really bad thing happen. You know, yeah. something 
really major something could happen while you're on the road. Um, and so you just have to have that mindset that that stuff could happen, yes. you know? Um, yes. and so fighting and arguing, you know, with your significant other is not going to make it any better. Um, so you just, ha- again, you have to have the mindset of things could happen, mm-hmm. um, and figure it out together, you mm-hmm. know, how, how you're going to make it better, how we're going to fix this. Um, because again, adding stress and strain is, is not a good thing in a relationship. So, and, and mindset, exactly like what you said. And again, realities this is why we're doing this mm-hmm. we're telling you things will break yes things will happen so if you're going out there like you are hoping for the best but planning for the worst right you offset a lot of things because you make sure like we have the right we ran into the issue we're doing the tires the jack that we had was not the right one right so we had to learn the hard way mm-hmm. that you want to get a piston jack as opposed to a regular rolling wheel jack right, right? so if I had a plan beforehand, you don't want to find that out when you're on the road. <laughs> exactly. So just knowing that things will happen and doing your best to plan for the mm-hmm. worst, hoping for the best, but planning for the worst makes the world of a difference. Yes. If you're the type of person you're like, I don't want to have to worry about fixing stuff, mm-hmm. fixing my house all the time. That's another thing too. Right. It's your home. Mm-hmm. Wherever you're at, when things go wrong with this thing, things are going wrong with your home. Yeah. Um, and so the smallest break too can be a huge, you know, inconvenience mm-hmm. or something. One of the the doors on our bedroom had come off one time, um, and I, I kind of dealt with it for a little while. But after a while, it was like hanging, like pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that can be a huge major inconvenience if you can't close our, our bedroom door. You know, um, so you have to be able to to fix those things. Because again, it can be really inconvenient. So those are the big, yeah, yeah. So those are the big things. Just know that you're gonna have to maintain. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't, you don't have to, but it would make your life significantly easier, right. less expensive if you were able to be repair, be handy. So those are those RV repairmen are not cheap. Either. They're not. No. So you don't want to rely on them no, no. exclusively. Mm-hmm. A lot of them charge um, per mile to come out, um, and so if you're not near one. And they have to drive, you know, like an hour or something to get to you. It's going to be really expensive. Not only that, but the repair costs on top of that, too. Mm-hmm. So those are major maintenance things. There's also little maintenance things mm-hmm. that you have to deal with on a regular basis because it's so small. Right. So a house, right, would take a long time for the dust to build up to mm-hmm. a place where you're like, I got to do something about this. Yeah. When you're in 250 square feet, it doesn't take long at all. For yeah. dust to build up, yeah. for dirt to build up. And then you're in and out, literally and out, outside. Yeah. Especially if you have dogs and kids, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff just comes in. So you're constantly cleaning it. You're always going to be cleaning it. I clean, mm-hmm. I clean it every single day. Um, I do, like, deep cleans at, like, like, once a week. But as far as, like, just everyday maintenance cleaning, it's every single day. We vacuum every day. Stuff comes in. Um, and then, like you said, the dust, you mm-hmm. know, it, it settles inside the RV. So it's it's con- you're constantly cleaning as well. Yep. So, again, just... Not so serious of a reality, but it is a reality where right. you're constantly need to. Pro- mm-hmm. And you don't have to. No, you don't. You don't have to. <laughs> Your quality of life will yes. be significantly longer. Hey, guy. We have another guest today. Apparently, it's Right there, too. Yeah. He's yelling at us. <laughs> um, quality in your, your RV will last longer, significantly longer. Yes. If you stay up on the maintenance, mm-hmm. you take care of it. And ideally, it'll take care of you. Yes. Um, another reality, again, is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But again, so we're getting to less extreme reality things to consider. Because this is something actually to deal, you have to deal with in a sticks and bricks as well. Mm-hmm. It just has way more impact on your day-to-day life and planning when you're living in an RV. Yeah. And that's the weather. Yes. Right? Somehow, some way, going out outside is going to be part of your life. Spending significantly more time outside mm-hmm. in an RV than you did in a sticks and bricks is going to be an aspect of your life now, yes. like living in an RV. Right. So whether it's raining, whether it's snowing, or it's sleet, or it's extremely sunny, very hot and sunny, yes. these are realities that you have to accept. The weather is going to impact your day-to-day life on a much more significant scale yes and we've talked about this a little bit too in our in our previous videos but i mean these things they're not insulated like at all Mm -hmm. um and so during the summer it's it's hot you know the ac is constantly on you don't want to turn the oven on to cook because it's going to get even more hot in there Mm -hmm. so you have to cook outdoors or hopefully you can cook outdoors because if it's raining you have to figure out something else Mm -hmm. you know um and then when it's cold outside you know you, you want to hopefully cook inside but you know cook outside too um 
and they yeah it's just the weather matters it does it, like yeah you, and so there's that, that and even on just the little, the little nuancing like so i i kind of tell it to my coworkers about the summer and the heat and i just mentioned i was like you acclimate mm-hmm. you i got used to i'm gonna go outside for 10 20 minutes to do x i'm gonna get sweaty right i'm going to sweat Right. And then I'm going to come back inside. I'm going to cool off. It's going to dry. And then yeah. I have to go back outside to do something else. I'm going to sweat again. Yeah. Right. So that some people who, depending on what your, your job is or what your life is, this would be something that you're like, it's no problem for me. Yeah. Like we pretty much though we worked, both of us worked indoors. We didn't do any, you know, manual labor jobs. Mm-hmm. Like sweating regularly was not something that I did yeah. outside of working out, mm-hmm. you know, like, so, but if you're an RV, that is a factor of your life yeah and to, granted if you live in hotter climates if you're you know a nomad which we hope to be eventually and you're maintaining the 70 80 degrees that will no longer be an issue yeah. um but if you're in step in place somewhere where you're dealing with the extreme weather patterns that is a reality that you're gonna have to deal with right. extreme cold yeah. winterizing your rv is gonna have to be a thing like yeah. some don't have the insulated bottoms so you have to find a way to keep your rv and pipes and everything warm yes. it'll affect your rvs way more than it affects your sticks and bricks home right and you have to prep and plan yeah. for that and then um another thing is is bad weather right mm-hmm. so you have to plan for bad weather yes. um we have we're stationary right now so a lot of the stuff we have is out kind of on the patio and stuff like that mm-hmm. um so when bad weather comes we have to pay attention to the weather like that's not something we can just put in the back of our mind like yes. i have to pay attention to what every single day is going to be because if we had there was a storm that came through um a while back that we had to prepare for so we had to put everything away so we have to pack everything up we have to put it away we have to put it somewhere so it's not blowing around because mm-hmm. um, those become hazards yes if exactly. our thing flies and hit and damages someone else's rv we're liable right you know like those are things you have to consider and yeah. you're like yeah we'll I have to deal with that in my sticks and bricks Yes, but times that by like 10. Yes, because, living in because you know, you're more time outdoors. A lot of your stuff is outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so that stuff has to be taken out um, mm-hmm. and put away. Um, and then, and we had wind. It was really high winds. We had like 50, 60 mile an hour winds, which can be really bad. It can be really dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our RV was moving around, you know, um, and so that's something you have to consider too, because we were all trying to sleep. But uh, I don't think we we did actually that night um, because the winds were so bad. So the RVs moving and shaking and stuff like that. Um, again, that's just something you have to deal with. Um, and then hopefully when we're nomads and moving around, we can pay attention to the weather and avoid these storms. Yes. Because you don't want to be caught like in a tornado you know, mm-hmm. or anything like that. So that is something that you have to watch. You have to pay attention to. You have to repair for bad weather. And I, I'm very fortunate that that's Charlie's thing. I don't at all. I don't pay attention to the weather at all. I never have. Um, I don't know. It's just whether it was a hot day, I was like, I still got to do what I got to do. So I didn't, it didn't matter if it was raining. I was like, I still got to do what I got to do. So again, but I was in sticks and bricks. Like yeah. I was okay with me getting wet. I was okay with me being in extreme heat. I was okay with me being cold because I know I can move me around. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot, there's like your home and how it affects your home is a big deal. So uh, that's really kind of the thing to remember too. It's, if you're on a route somewhere, if you're driving somewhere, you got to pay attention to what the winds will be like, where mm-hmm. you're driving through. Yeah. If it's going to be rain, the water's going to be wet. You know, right. like these are so just if you're the type of person that you don't want to have to worry about things you can't control to that day to day minute of a kind of level. Right. This might it's a reality that you will have to face when living in an RV. Yeah. You know, like plans can change, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if you have, if you want to be somewhere at a certain time, but the weather is going to be bad, then you have to account for that change. You have mm-hmm. to be prepared, you know, for a, a plan B. Yep. Um, and some people can't function. Like Simper Gumby. Yeah. Always flexible. <laughs> yes, you have um, to be. Yeah. They, so imagine you're planning on your trip. Like we're going to stay at this RV park in Florida for two weeks mm-hmm. before we head up to our next spot. You've already got a place booked for those next two weeks. You've already reserved, paid for it. Yeah. But all of a sudden, a hurricane comes in from the coast. You're like, well, we got to get out of Florida. Your plans change. Yes. You got to be able to plan and adapt and move and mm-hmm. things like that. So yes. just another reality is the weather plays a much more significant role in your day-to-day life than what it would in the sticks and bricks. Yep. Um, another reality that we heard about, we knew about, but you really don't realize it until you're living it mm-hmm. is that this life can be pretty expensive. It can, yes. So one of the big things that we were trying to get, again, we've said it before in a previous episode, was at the least, once we learned and kind of our, it snapped for us about the whole minimalism thing, mm-hmm. at the least we would have downsized our home mm-hmm. because we were paying for so much house that we weren't using. Right. 
So we were like, well, we want to take all the money that we're putting into a home and putting it into experiences. So the way we're going to do that is we're going to move into our RV. The payments are significantly cheaper. It's a much smaller space, a lot less comfortable, mm -hmm. but we have much more disposable income to go and do the things. Right. Um, but then you get in it and you realize that a lot of the expenses that you had in your sticks and bricks, they just manifest themselves in different ways when you're living in an RV. Right. So it's not that it's not cheaper. It's, it can be. It can, it be. can be. It can be. And, and it requires, again, discipline. Yes. Has to, we've always been the type of people that we live inside of our means. Mm -hmm. uh, we just don't always have to have the next new thing. I'm, I've never been that kind of person. I will wear a pair of shoes till they fall off my feet. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'll drive a truck and, or a car until the wheels fall off. You know, like if I own it, I don't have to pay me. I love that. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you incur maintenance on right. an older vehicle, things like that. Um, but we've never been kind of live outside of our means. And so as long as you know that, you are going to have to sacrifice mm -hmm. certain comforts and certain things that you would normally spend a lot of money on right. to make this really inexpensive. You mm -hmm. have to sacrifice quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and again, you have to go into it in the right way. Again, some people, they have the opportunity, they build up enough equity in our homes. That's kind of what we did is we had built up enough equities in our home. We bought low, mm -hmm. we sold significantly higher mm -hmm. that we were able to eliminate a lot of our debt right. going into this life. And then we planned financially to maintain our income with less expenses mm -hmm. so that we're able to save money. And then have a big cushion for going on the road. And even on top of that, mm -hmm. we made sure that we secured virtual jobs that would cover the costs mm -hmm. of our expenses on the road so that our finances did not take that big of a hit. And we could transition financially pretty smoothly right. into this life. Yes. If you thought I'm going to sell my house and go and buy an RV mm -hmm. and then life will be much greater because I don't have a mortgage, you're probably in for a little bit of a rude awakening. Yeah. Because, again, we paid a lot of money when we didn't winterize our water heater properly. Mm -hmm. That was a good bit of money. Yeah. We're paying money to fix things. You pay a good bit of money because your vehicle is pretty much how you get around. Right. Maintenance on your vehicle, making sure that everything is where it needs to be on your vehicle when you're towing mm -hmm. is really important. You incur a lot of costs yeah. there. Mm -hmm. um, food. The refrigerator is smaller yes. than ours. So we're actually grocery shopping like weekly. Yeah. Versus yeah. like every two weeks every I go in sticks mm -hmm. and bricks. Um, Especially because the refrigerator is a pain yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Um, and trying to keep it, you know, temperatures and stuff like that. That um, happened to us too at the lawn trip. It did. Yeah. So the, yeah. Uh, the refrigerator stopped working and it was because we were not level, which we knew we weren't level, but we didn't know that it would have such a significant effect on the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really use the refrigerator that much while we were there because we went out, you know, we were out like doing stuff. And so it was like, it was the second day before we realized like it wasn't working. And mm -hmm. so we had to throw everything out um, and replace, replace, replace all of it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a huge, huge thing. Yep. Um, it can't, well, it can be for some people. Um, another thing is the rising cost. I mean, everybody's kind of getting into this lifestyle now. RV parks are getting more expensive. They're charging more, you know, um, gas prices are going up. So you have to incur for that. Um, Propane. Propane. There, apparently there's a propane shortage, which I think there's one every year, it seems like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, And propane is getting more expensive as well. Um, so those are things you have to consider. Um, you, you'll pay a lot of propane during the winter, you know, to keep our, our tanks full. Like we'll probably be replacing them every couple of weeks once we start running the heater. Um, and it took how much was it last year to fill up? Both of them. Do you remember how much it was? Like it's like fourteen dollars for one. So like twenty eight for each. So, but totally for both. Yeah, but propane was cheaper last yeah, year. Yeah, it was like um, two bucks. Yeah, so yeah. now it's more expensive. So it'll probably cost you know a good bit more for mm -hmm. that. Um, so you know, yeah. and then gas again, you have to fill up, especially if you're traveling a lot. Our truck gets about ten, maybe eleven gallons if we're like or per per mile mm -hmm. if we're lucky when we're towing. Um, so we're constantly have to fill up if we're, you know, moving around. Um, and then, oh, so in the RV parks, I wanted to talk about like the, the rising cost of RV parks are going up. Um, a lot of RV parks are about 30 to $60. I found like on average per night. 
Um, so add that up and it can add up really quickly. Um, some of them charge per kid these days. Um, it's like five or $10 extra like per kid that you have. And so, mm. I mean, if you have a lot of kids that, that can add up, mm. you know, especially when you're, you're wanting to stay somewhere for, for a longer term, mm. you can easily pay more than you were paying for a mortgage staying in, in certain RV parks, mm. um, especially if you have kids. I mean, you want to be somewhere where there's amenities like playgrounds and pools and stuff like that. Those can, those, those can get expensive. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize how expensive they can be. Yeah. So that's really the reality that we're, we're pointing out. It, it, like I said, it is possible if you, you have to go into it with the right conditions. Right. We were very fortunate, again, that we had built up equity in our home. Mm -hmm. We were able to eliminate a lot of our debt. So our monthly budget, like our expenses for the, the, the RV, the truck, mm -hmm. you know, like things like that, they're gone. They're not they're non issues. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, suppose if you have those things mm -hmm. like this could still be a pretty expensive lifestyle. Yeah. Right. You cannot just quit your job. Sell your house, buy a truck, and buy an RV, and yeah. then have the payment for the truck, payment for the RV, and paying for places insurance. To stay. Yes, insurance, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah it, it it all adds up. Yeah, so it it'll add up. So they just know that you have to plan and budget. Um, we mentioned this in one of our vehicles on the, the kind of the the five steps to transition from sticks and bricks to full time life, mm -hmm. securing income, being real, yes, with yourself, right. with your skill set. And, mm -hmm. and how you're going to make money on the road, how yes. much you're going to work. Don't think that, oh, I'm just going to figure it out. <laughs> I'm going to live out there or I'm going to get it. I'm going to go viral on YouTube. And yeah. all of a sudden I don't have to have work anymore. Right. Like we were like, no, I'm my I'm not going to say I'm a YouTuber. Right. No, we're good. We're doing videos on YouTube. Whatever happens with that or on social media. Mm -hmm. Great. That's awesome. But that's my not my primary source of income. Right. You have your job. Mm -hmm. You're able to switch to re working remotely for the same company hourly rate. You got to put in X amount of hours in mm -hmm. order to get your money. I figured out another company, privatized what I was doing. Right. right. So you have we have jobs that we'll be doing on the road. Right. So again, just reality. You're not gonna just quit your job, sell your house, buy an RV, and go live the life. And then you have to do those jobs too. I mean, yes. you have to balance like work, you, and, school, and traveling. If you have kids, you yes. know, and traveling. So you, you have, have to, to work. You have to balance all of that yes. stuff. It's not all fun and games like people make it out to yes. be. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Certainly. And then, then everyone, there's there's a huge again solutions. You could always boondock. You could. There's mm -hmm. federal land out there that you could stay in for free, mm -hmm. and that's going to be a huge part of our our cost is staying somewhere. Mm -hmm. And we know that we yes. we're planning for that. If you don't want to incur that cost you want to keep your expenses low mm -hmm. you're gonna you can boondock but just know that with boondocking there comes a lot more discomfort mm -hmm. with that freedom comes a lot more discomfort right you're gonna have to get a blue boy or a, a tank or you're gonna get a macerator pump maybe pump the stuff in the tank into the blue boy then drive it somewhere to dump it and come back mm -hmm. right so these are things you have to plan for and account for mm -hmm. that are realities of expenses you know you can get around them but it may require a little bit more work yeah mm -hmm. um this one here it's really really important that yeah so um you have to think about legal ambiguity right um because you if you're constantly moving around you still have to have a home base like you you, you just you have to have a place to claim right mm -hmm. because you have um driver's license you know registration voting taxes, things like that. Those are all things that you still have to deal with. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to have a, a home base. Mm -hmm. um, and so establishing a home base can be difficult for, for some people. Um, there's lots of different clubs out there that I have found that are really convenient. Um, like escapees is one of them um, and that offers residency in, in a state. Um, and so though you have to have that, like I said, in order to get insurance, like you can't say, well, I, I, I live in my RV full time and I move around like that. You have to have an address to give them, mm -hmm. um, for your driver's license, you have to have an address, you know, especially when it comes time to renew, like you have to give them something. You can't just say, well, I move around. I don't have an address. You have to give them an address. Um, and then, uh, like voting and taxes, like you still have to pay your taxes every year. You have to have an address. You have to give them those things. Um, so you, it can be difficult, right? Because if you live in another state that doesn't allow you to have a residency without living there, then you have to establish a residency in a state that will allow you to do it. Um, with escapees, it's South Dakota, Texas, and Florida. Those are the only three states that allow you to have a residency without actually living there. Mm. Um, and so escapees is a good club that helps you establish that residency, so to speak, um, that gives you an address that you can use um, for your taxes, for voting, for 
for license, for insurance and stuff like that. Um, I've heard of people doing uh, UPS mailboxes because UPS will give you a street address to put on, you know, your stuff. And so that I think you can do that, but I don't think that it's legal when it comes to like taxes. Like if and anyone stuff like really that. like looked into it. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can get away with it until you get audited. You get audited. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and so establishing that that residency, you have to do it. You can't put that off. In, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, people do it, but you have to have that. Um, and so it's, again, it's one thing it's the, the pro, the pie in the sky, the rainbow side of it is like, man, I can just hook up my RV and I can go anywhere I want to go. Right. The reality side of that is like, you are accountable mm-hmm. to a state, to a nation, to an insurance company that requires certain logistical like things to be in place and so that is a reality you're going to have to worry about and deal with and it can be really expensive if you live in another state to register yourself into another state that Mm -hmm. can be um really expensive because you have to register your vehicles you have to register the rv you have to change your driver's license you know and stuff like that so it can be really expensive if you live in say another state and you want to establish residency in in texas for Mm -hmm. example um it can it can add up those costs can add up um so that's something you have to consider um when doing that um, and then the fact that you have to establish residency in one of these states, you want to find out what Texas involves, what South Dakota involves and what Florida involves, because you may not agree with some of the stuff that goes on in those states. So you have to figure out whether or not that's something you want to do if you want to establish yourself as a resident of one of these states. Because then whatever happens in that state, like you are you. held legally mm-hmm. accountable to the laws and right. processes of that state, even mm-hmm. if you're not there physically, like you're residency you're in you know like you were Mm -hmm. held accountable there right um so yeah there's a lot of things to consider Mm -hmm. like a lot of realities to again we we just don't we kind of touched on the last episode is like Mm -hmm. we are figuring a lot of this stuff out we are planning we're dealing with issues as they come up we want to share our experiences our knowledge with you and hopefully you can take these two into account plan say, Oh, I need to do that. I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Kind of just make these things easier for you. And I just think it would be a disservice to anyone who watches our videos or follows us um, or is part of our community that they only hear all the good sides, the pros. Right. I hate to use pros and cons. Let's just say the uh, ideal, mm-hmm. the ideal aspects of living in an RV yeah. as opposed to the reality Realities. side of it. Yes. Yes, um, there are things that you that you have to consider and you have to think about. Yeah, and it's with, we said at the beginning, we opened with that because I just wanted y'all to make sure that you did not misunderstand our tone and our tenor through all of this. Mm-hmm. In in spite of all these realities. Right. I, I said it to you earlier today, the summer of Texas mm-hmm. living in this thing. Today, the weather coming out here and doing what we did today, just yeah. enjoying the morning and the way we did, made the entire summer worth it. Yeah. Right. For every con, every reality, there's five pros. There's five ideal situations that come together and work out that make this life so worth it. Right. No second thoughts, Mm -hmm. no regrets. And I hope you feel the same way, too, about your experience. I just also hope that you are not don't have blinders on, that you're seeing the full picture and that you can get the most out of this life. Um, that you could possibly get. So hopefully you got something from this episode and hopefully you enjoyed our conversation about the topics. Hopefully. And we will see you in our next episode. So say we all. So say we all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider liking the video and subscribing to our video channel and podcast. We have absolutely loved building connections with the RV community and anybody else that's interested in this lifestyle. So if you'd like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram and YouTube at So Say We Travel or visit us at SoSayWeTravel.com. See you down the road.